Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for a wholesale lumber, the public, not retail, but wholesale for your next project, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Sasquatch and Wildcard Casino and Blackhawk. They always have great promotions. You're going to love this one. They're giving away a Tesla. Yeah, you heard me right. They're giving one of those babies away, and if you don't want it, no problem. They'll give you over $33,000 in cash instead. Grand prize drawings are the weekend of July 4th. You can get finalist entries every half hour from 10 a.m. until midnight during their daily cash drawings or by redeeming players' points. They always have amazing giveaways, daily cash drawings, really loose slots, and a sports book. All of that you can find at Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard as well, a family-owned casino that treats you like family. How are you, Mace? I'm all right. No connection between players' points and the players' club card. Remember that from back in the day? I don't. Kelly Savalas used to do the commercials uh, for um, your players' club gold card. Oh, that's right. I remember yeah. him eating Lifesavers. That's what I remember. I thought it was lollipops. What, say that again? I thought Kojak, Kelly Savalas, it was lollipops, not Lifesavers. But I could be wrong. Yeah. You know uh, what? You're probably right. My, my head's in a different space right now. This has been... All of us have busy days, yes. And this one has been on a treadmill for me, so I'm just glad that I'm here. Is the best. I'm way glad you're it. here too. Well, I I appreciate you saying that. With that, uh, you want to start the show? Yeah, let's go. Okay, time now for what we call the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Okay, uh, Mace, let's uh, talk about the uh, game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's going to be on October 30th. There were reports they were going to London, reports they weren't going to London. What are your overall thoughts? <sighs> I mean, it's first London game in 12 years. It turns a road game into a neutral site game, although... Being down in Jacksonville last year for Broncos-Jags in Week 2, I think it basically would have been a neutral site game anyway, uh, based on how many Broncos fans there were in Jacksonville relative to uh, Jaguars fans. It's it's a spot. Look, this it feels like this organization, this Bronco organization, is coming back into the spotlight after years in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. That they were kind of in the in on the NFL stage, they were bit players. Now they're back in one of the lead roles again. And obviously Jacksonville gets this game every year because part of their deal, but the Broncos uh, getting in one of the overseas games this year, I think is a, it's another sign that they're kind of back in the mix among the NFL's leads. Well, but, but let me ask you, do you, do you think only really good teams are playing against Jacksonville? Because I, I, didn't, I didn't necessarily read it that way. I don't remember the chiefs going over there. I don't remember the Chiefs Raven. are going over to Germany this year to play. No, I'm uh, talking about the last couple years. I, I think wh- whoever was available was available. They but. got Philadelphia the year after they won the Super Bowl to play the Jaguars, I believe. No, I'm with yeah. you on that. But uh, maybe you can tell me, and you might know better than me. 
the last three or four teams that played in, I don't disagree with you, the Broncos have been in the wilderness. I'm with you on that. What I'm asking is, have the top teams gone over there to play the Jacksonville Jaguars? Refresh my memory, because I don't remember that happening. Uh, they got in 20, the last time they went over there was 2019. Who's that? The, and they uh, had Houston coming off of a playoff appearance with Deshaun Watson. Okay. The year before that, Philadelphia coming off a Super Bowl appearance. Okay. The year before that, Baltimore, always a all right. quality team. The year before that, the Colts, when they still had Andrew Luck. You got to go all the way back to the, okay. to the Bills in 2015. Uh, for the last time, you had kind of a less than uh, stellar opponent. And then the two opponents uh, before Buffalo were Dallas, always a spotlight team, and San Francisco coming off an NFC championship game. The Jaguars being what they are, the league, as you can see, most often tries to get an opponent of some renown. Right. To kind of, because Jaguars and let's just, if we're kind of looking at it right now, Jaguars and Jets would not necessarily move the needle, right? Right. Jaguars and Washington Commanders. That's why I think it was that I thought it was, that I think it's interesting that it'll be the Broncos that, uh, that go because they you because they usually like to choose a spotlight team for this game. Right. Well, I didn't know. I wasn't questioning. Yeah. I was just wondering. It's in, but yeah, I I didn't. I don't remember those. I schedules. didn't. I didn't know until I looked it up just now. But I'm seeing that, and basically, uh, they've they've done it seven times. Seven times, and six of them have have been what you would call spotlight teams at that moment. Ironically, uh, the spotlight team is in the game against a team that has been awful for at least the last couple of years. Right now, well, granted, they weren't going over during COVID, and I understand that, and they had a good run uh, with Blake Bortles. But other than that, they haven't really. Been well, no, but it's contractually obligated. The I know, Jag- I understand that. The, the Jaguars are the team that said we'll give up a game every year, which is why they're the only AFC team that is the quote-unquote home team for a game outside of the U.S. this year. Everybody else is an NFC because the NFC gets nine games, uh, nine home games this year in the alternating schedule. If the Broncos give up a home game to go play overseas, it will be one of the years that they have nine home games, not eight. By the way, I don't mean to get off a topic here, but did you see what Jaguars owner Shad Khan said today? Uh, no. About way. Urban Meyer and about the possibility of Fox signing Urban Meyer. He said, when you lose the respect, the trust, and an issue of truthfulness, how can you work with somebody like that? It's not possible, referring to Fox possibly hiring Urban Meyer. He went on to say, it's not about wins and losses. I think when you know someone is not truthful, how can you be around someone, okay? We had Doug Marone here for four years. We had Gus Bradley here for four years. I have nothing but the utmost respect and friendship with them. That's why they got the time, because it wasn't a matter about respect or truth. It was a matter of wins and losses over four years. This is much bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Shad Khan was one of Urban Meyer's biggest cheerleaders. And forget kicking Urban Meyer in the ass on the way out the door. He threw a bucket of kerosene on him and lit a match. I would say it was about time. He probably. The funny thing is it seemed like he was the last person to, uh, to admit the failure of the Urban Meyer experiment last year in Jacksonville. Everyone right. else seemed to understand it. He'd lost the he'd lost the players. He'd lost the coaches, and and justifiably so. You start calling all your assistant coaches losers. Right. You kick 
you you kick one of your players. How in the world? I mean that that it's no it's no it's no wonder he he didn't have a friend in the building at that point. It seemed like Con, the, frankly, I thought Khan would have had enough reason to fire him in mid October. The the baffling thing was that he lingered as long as he did. I think. How in the world can the executives at Fox? bring this guy into their building with all the stories that have come out. Let's be honest. A lot of them are true. If we're being completely honest, let's not play the game. Well, we, we don't have firsthand knowledge of it. There are too many stories about this guy. How can you look this guy in the face when he's walking down the hallway? He's such a piece of garbage. And Fox is actually considering hiring him. This guy should never get a job again. Go take your money, buy a boat, go out to sea, and don't come back. How can how can how can you work with a guy like that? I don't know how you can. I mean, they're, what they're hoping is that you went to therapy. No, what they're hoping is that by saying, "Okay, you're going back, but you're you're coming back, but you're doing only college football," they're hoping that people are just going to conveniently ignore the disastrous gear. But it was bigger than. The it wins was. and losses. It, that's the it thing. was about it was about the girl in the bar this, and 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 berating other people. Not and here's the thing: the girl in the bar. The thing about that, his girlfriend. Yeah, whatever you want to call, whatever you want to call what she was. It wasn't the girl in the bar, because I mean that's two adults. Whatever. The thing that got me was that they lose to Cincinnati on a Thursday night. And he doesn't get on the plane with his team to go back home. Compare that to example. Like, let's you know the story about Mike Shanahan and Trell Davis back in '98, right? Which one? Okay, Broncos are unbeaten. They go to New York to play the Giants. Uh, Trell Davis is scheduled to shoot. Um, oh, on Sesame Street, story, right? Yeah, I know the story. And uh, Mike and and he asks. My Terrell asked Mike if he can stay in New York, and and Mike says, "Look, if we win, it's Victory Monday. You're off. You can do what you want. See you Wednesday. But if we lose this game, you're flying. You're you're flying back. You're coming home with the team. Right. And the Broncos lose first game that year after starting thirteen and zero. TD gets on the plane, flies back home with the team, goes through uh, the the usual Monday stuff, then flies back all the way back to New York, does a Sesame Street shoot, and comes back." That's accountability, right? When you're a coach and you won't even ride home with your team after a, after a win or a loss, but definitely a loss, and you stay back in Cincinnati, and then and then you know what happens in the bar happens to me. If I had been shot, Con, I would have been trying to fire him right there, and okay, then, or get out of the contract right there and then. That was a dereliction of duty to your team. Okay, so we know all the stories about him. Yeah. You've been doing this for a long time in the media, as have I. You are an analyst on the Fox College Football Show. Let's say you've been there for a couple of years, mm -hmm. and they put Urban Meyer right next to you on that set. What are you doing? I'll tell you what. I'm I'm waiting for the right moment to strike. I'm no, no. Are you leaving your job in protest, or are you going to sit there with him? Because you're certainly not going to kill your career by saying something to him on set. What? Okay, I, I imagine I would have a contract that would, to which I would have to live up. My thing would be this. Because he was so derelict in his responsibilities as a head coach to his team, 
by not getting on the plane. But by it's bigger than one, that. He no, was a no, jerk. No, he, that's what I mean. He's like, an awful let, human let, being. Let me finish. Let me finish. I'm waiting for the moment where he starts lecturing about, oh, you got to stay tough. You got to stay together. And I'm like, yeah, like when you didn't fly back home with your team after a loss. I think that would actually, to, I, I would throw his resume, what he did back in his face. That's what I would do if I were on that set. I would just be waiting for that moment. And the moment he starts bla- blathering anything about character and uh, you know keeping the locker room together, I would be on him like a piranha. You, you, you understand, uh, once, the, once they went to commercial break, there would be a fist fight. You own, you know that, right? Because he would get in your kitchen, knowing That's, him the way people describe him, he would bow up, get in your face, and start threatening you. If he puts a finger on me, that's assault. And being in a studio, I'd have witnesses. Ooh. And I would, and I would press charges. Coming yeah. up after the break, Rockies are a month into the season. ESPN has ranked all of the teams in baseball through the opening month of the season. Rockies have gone off to a pretty good start. What grade did they get? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. SmileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale under the public, not retail, but wholesale. Go to rmfp.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. Okay, so we are a month into the season. The Rockies are 13-9. and They've played 22 out of a possible 162 games, so that's about 10% of their schedule. And ESPN graded all of the teams so far one month into the season. They give the Rockies an A- minus for their performance. Uh, here's what David Schoenfeld of ESPN writes about the Rockies' playoff odds, and this is comical all by itself. <laughs> he said their uh, playoff odds have jump, jumped 1% from 0.4 to 1.4. I laughed when I saw that. So I guess that's a positive. Uh, Rockies are 5-0 and in one-run games and over 500 despite getting outscored. Big positives. Uh, best storyline, and I love this. When the Pirates don't want you, you know you're in a career crisis. But Chad Cool is 3-0 and with a 1.90 ERA and has held batters to a 161 batting average since coming over from the Pirates. Those are positives. There are other positives that he didn't write about. Uh, Connor Joe has been terrific. Um, uh, let's see. C.J. Crone has been terrific. Kyle Freeland finally bounced back. And I'm talking about recently, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, finishing up against the Reds. Brendan Rodgers, maybe he's snapping out of his slump. What kind of grade would you give the Rockies? I mean, on the win-loss ledger, I'd give him an A. 
Yep. I mean, you, if that that's what it's all about. I mean, in the end, how how you get there, that's 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 a, that's a deep dive, and I think there are indicators below the surface that I think show that this Rocky start is going to be very tough to sustain. But you can't argue with the clutch hitting, the clutch pitching. Uh, you have you have guys playing above their heads right now. This team, four games above five hundred here a month into the season, right there in the thick of the wild card race. It's more than anybody expected. I give them an A. We have talked about yeah. this theory when it comes to baseball. Every team's going to win sixty. Mm-hmm. Every team's going to lose sixty. It's what you do in the other forty-two. So when you're five and zero in one-run games of those 42 games, because that's what it is. That goes into the ledger of the 42 games you just don't know about. They're 5-0. and Or the, what did you say? You win You win 42, you lose 42. You win 60, you lose, you lose 60. Yeah. It's what you do in the other 42 games. That's right. what will decide your season. So they beat the Phillies 10-3. to That goes in the 60 that we're going to win. Well, I would also college. say like some of those are not strictly one-run games. They're walk-offs and that sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. And, th- and that's fine. A- a- any extra innings game, even if it's a three-run game, is a is one that you put in the middle 40. They beat the Reds 10-4, to right? Yeah. That's going to go into the 60 you're going to win. They lose to the Phillies. 10 to 3, 8 to 2 and 6 to 2. They lose to the Tigers 13 to nothing. That falls into the four games you're mm-hmm. going to lose of the 60. The other 42 are the close ball games that can go either way. But the bigger thing is at 5 and 0, oh, you're not going to you're not going to sustain 1000%. No, it's going to regress to the mean. 1, I'm, not, I'm not debating that. And that's that. the thing. I mean there there's a there's a there's a regression to the mean likely coming for the one run games. There's no a rush. Re- there's a regression in the mean coming, likely coming for Chad Cool, who, hey, who'd never had below a 4.20 ERA coming in. And you know he was the Pirates starter on opening day last year. Yes, he was their starter on opening day. Well, it tells you and about they the, dealt him. Yeah, and it tells you about the Pirates. They could get rid but of him fast enough. There's an there's another stat, a key stat that the Rockies are leading Major League Baseball in, and that's batting average on balls in play. That is a stat that normalizes. Right now, the Rockies. Are batting three four, balls in play. They're batting three fourteen. That's first in baseball. By the way, second is the Mets, another team that's off to a torrid start right now, more torrid than expected. The if you are at about if you are at major league average, you're at about two eighty five. Average on balls in play, generally speaking, normalizes. So either so you have some teams like uh, Houston, for example, is batting two fifty on balls in play. They're they're gonna Atlanta's batting two seventy six, uh, Boston's two seventy seven, though Milwaukee two sixty six. Those teams are likely to ascend to the mean, right? And the Rockies are likely to regress to the mean. That's I mean it's it's cool and I, I it's fun to talk about a team that is finding ways to win, but peeling things back a little bit. I don't think they can sustain. I don't think they sustain this level. Let's talk about Bill Schmidt and what he has done. Okay. Brought in cool, didn't he? I'm willing to give guys credit. Mm-hmm. No question about it. I was told by more than a few people around baseball, Bill Schmidt would not even get an interview with another team as a GM. But he happens to be the GM of the Rockies. Easily to criticize that because I believe that to be true. Now let's look at what he has done during the offseason. Okay. 
traded Ramiel Tapia, guy I was never a big fan of anyway, for Grichik, right? Yeah, he's doing well. Now, Grichik is doing what we thought he would do. Strike out to walk, four to one. He's doing exactly what we thought he would do. However, he's batting three thirty-eight, and he has a, he has more than a few RBI, and he has what about four home runs? He has three home play. runs. His, by the way, his career batting average is two forty seven. He's hitting three thirty eight. Correct. His career OPS is seven sixty eight. He's OPSing nine twelve right now. Okay. He was traded for Ramiel Tapia, yeah. who's hitting two twenty seven with one home run and four RBI. He's not a home run guy anyway. No. But he's hitting two twenty seven so far. One month into the season, that looks like a brilliant trade, right? Now, if we're really being honest here. There is no amount of money Bill Schmidt could have thrown at Trevor Story to bring him back. But what's Trevor Story doing right now in Boston? No home runs, five RBI, hitting his weight at 217. Looks pretty good for Bill Schmidt, doesn't it? At this moment, yes. At, that's my point. Yeah, you you got to trust the season. But it looks, I understand. T- today but, is great. At, well, but that's what we're grading on. We're grading on the first month of the season. So the cool pickup looks good, right? I'm not going to give Schmidt credit, honestly, for Story. I'm just throwing that in for the point of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Story wasn't coming back if you had offered him $500 million. Actually, the funny thing is that the least productive big move is uh, Chris Bryant right now, who's well, on the IL. He's injured. Yeah, but he but he's, but he he's he does he's not hitting for power right now. He no, doesn't have not. a home run. His OPS is below 700. Right. I mean that's you were out, you, you were expecting you and I think and again he's probably like, we talk as a team I think they're going to regress I think Brian when he comes back is going to ascend back to his mean right and be about what they ex- they expected him coming in to be somebody who is going to OPS north of eight hundred and probably have any between twenty and thirty home runs I think he's still going to get there now okay so we uh, so let's talk about concrete things cool turned out to be a good move right as of right now one month into the season yes one month in uh, the Grichik trade. Has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? Now it's a good one other move. Letting John Gray walk. Well, looks pretty good. Gray this season, and I like John Gray, has been nothing short of awful. Nine innings in two starts, seven earned runs, eight Ks, three walks, and his ERA is seven. Doesn't look so bad letting him walk, does it? Now you probably should have gotten something from him for him. But at the end of the day, that's looking pretty good, isn't it? So let's give a guy credit because we routinely trash him. I mean, he's on the IL right now. Is John Gray? Oh, I understand. Yeah, so I mean, but he's been, but he's been terrible. Two starts. When, two starts. And they've been bad. Right. And both have been lost. And it's two starts. I how, under- how many innings did he pitch in those two starts? Probably not many because he got because he got shelled, right? Well, and his in his first nine innings. So he's pissed. So he's averaged four. He's he's averaged a little over four innings to start. So he's injured and he's been bad. Both. That's a double whammy. Right. But again, two starts. I mean, I think again, what he's done. Yes. That's not great. We're grading it only on the first month of the season. And if we're being completely honest, it's not as if John Gray has ever pitched more than 30 games in a season or only one time in a season. I wouldn't call him over. He's durable, but not overly durable. I mean, if we're talking about like, a, you know, I'm just giving Bill Schmidt credit. Oh, I know. I mean, he's made three good moves. Where would you rank uh, the Kyle Freeland resigning then? Excellent. 
I'll tell you why. Even though his ERA is just a shade south of five. I'll t- uh, well, I mean, again, if we're going by your by your premise, if we're going by what he's done this year, it hasn't been great. Okay, I will agree with you. He's only had one good start. Now I'll throw back at you. Give me a free agent pitcher you're going to get here, and the answer is no one. So you lose him, then what the hell are you going to do? You hope that, well, that's where you got to start developing pictures more. Well, they have developed. They got. I mean, they got Chad Cool. I mean, obviously they found. You know. Well, that's a that's catching that's lightning a, that's in a, a bottle. Miracle. <laughs> right, it's a miracle. It's, it's a miracle, and. With all respect to Chad Cool, even though it would be an amazing story if he if he sustained this, right? The Let, chances of him sustaining this are 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 slim. I, Just like I think Herman Marquez is not going to linger around a five point five seven ERA for very long. My point is, I judge something when it happens. Then let's see what happens. I don't think anybody argued that he should have resigned Kyle Freeland. Not to mention, he got him on a team friendly deal. It was a smart move. It's not that Kyle Freeland's a bad pitcher now. If he has a bad season, okay, th- then you're making a pretty good point. The Grechik trade wasn't met with much fanfare. Letting go of John Gray, that was met with criticism, right? Bringing in Cool, that was met with chuckles. Would you agree with all that? I wouldn't say it was met with chuckles. It was met. What with, the hell are you bringing in Cool for? It was like, well, we can be your fi- your number five starter. Well, well, he's pitching like an ace. I will, go, I will go back to what Schoenfeld wrote. When the Pirates don't want you, you know you're in a career crisis. Period. So even Schoenfeld is saying, man, can you believe they signed this guy and now look what he's doing? Well, he had, he had another stop, another couple of stops before he was out of Major League Baseball. Like for, so with, with Cool, you know, the the first thing that's usually tried with a failing starter is, okay, let's see if he's got something for the pen. Bottom line is this. If, if you want to say, and there's nothing wrong with saying it, that signing Freeland might be a mistake. If you look at Gray right now, who's injured and hasn't been good, that's a positive for Schmidt. So I'm talking about one month into the season only. But we're not, I mean. But, I, that's, but that's the topic. That's the topic. The topic is one month into that, the season. That's the topic. But, you know, in baseball, we generally don't draw conclusions after one month. I mean, that's the well, grade. But, but we can grade that. We can grade them on that and say it's doing, and say at this moment it's doing well. But this is like, Mace. this is not even a, this is a, pro, this is a progress report. I agree. Mace. Not even a semester, a, a, a midterm. Who put this question in the show? I did. There I you did. go. So you wanted to grade it on one month. That's what all I'm doing. So Gray so far looks good. Grechik so far looks good. Cool so far looks good. Freeland maybe not so much. Batting 750, that's pretty stinking and then good I, for and, one but month. But I, I put that in there, but then I also said, hey, well, is this sustainable? I don't know. Probably not. History, sa- history, history says, says it's this not. is probably not. And, it'll, and, the, and, and really, I mean, this was a team that – had was one game above 500 and then the Reds came in. Now I think they can add the Nationals coming in here. Here's another opportunity to get fat and happy. I think they'll come back. I can't wait for the Braves to come here. The Rockies can get fat and happy. They coming probably, up hey, after the break. Hey, hey. Pro- how many, how many trophies do they have compared to the Rockies? Two. Well, they actually have four, but they've been a, there's a well, lot of you, you go, you're going back to like 1950? 1912, actually. Wow. Please. You can only go back as far as the Rockies have been around. Okay, there you two. go. They have, they have, they, okay, since 1993. Yeah. They have two world championships. Uh, that's all that matters. They have, don't well, tell me about division championships. Oh, I don't, I don't care. How about many division titles have the Rockies won? You know what? The Rockies have been to half as many World Series as the Braves. In that what span? You, yeah. No, they haven't because the Braves have been to World Series in 95. 
96, yeah. 99. Okay. And, Are you and, right about that? Yeah, they, they've been to four times. In that span, they've yep. been to four times as many. And they've, okay. Good point. And they've won two. That's great. You really can compare the Braves to the Rockies. We know the Braves are better. Well, I'm just saying. All, all I'm saying is the Rockies might feast on the Braves when they play each yeah. other. Coming up after but the like break. like I said, the Braves are statistically due to ascend, and the Rockies are more likely to regress we will based see. on their we peripheral numbers. We will see. Coming up after the break, Stan Kroenke is going to be doing some building. If you haven't heard, something is reproved a while back, and now he's looking to do something new. He's looking to build a whole neighborhood right around Ball Arena. We'll talk about it next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Mason. Watch us at You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Low T99. Testosterone treatment made easy and affordable. For just $129 per month, they'll send you testosterone, supplies, and the price includes lab work. Go to lowt99.com. Well, with the way things are going in the next 15 to 25 years, we might be able to rename part of Denver Crunkyville. Because that's what he is trying to do right now. If you are not aware, uh, there is a spot um, in Denver, okay? There is a spot in Denver called the River Mile, which is where Elitch Gardens is, okay? It's 62 acres. Kroenke purchased it in 2015. The city council rezoned that site in 2018 to allow the eventual construction of a whole bunch of high-rises. Can't build too high, though. Don't want uh, the city council doesn't want these high rises blocking the mountains. No physical work has begun on the site. However, uh, no firm date has been given either for uh, moving of the park and Elish Gardens opened for the season this past weekend. Uh, this coming from the Ball Arena document, from the Ball Arena document, together with the River Mile, the two properties, and when I say two properties, the other property is an area that he's looking to build in the parking lot area. Both of those areas, if redeveloped by Stan Kroenke, and it will be, will expand the size of the downtown Denver area up to 40%. Mm-hmm. It'll be Kroenkeville. It will be, it'll be its own community, and right in the middle of it, Ball Arena. I love it. It'd be a fascinating if Rob Walton buys the Broncos, and then they decide to just develop on the footprint of... Um, of 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 Mile High and the parking lots, which you, they already have, have approval to do. Well, but wait, and you've got Cronkyville on one side of the highway. We just came up with the and name Wally of it. World on the other. Wally World. Yeah, Wal Walton Wally Wally World. Uh, that would work, wouldn't it? Well, people sometimes refer to Walmart by the shorthand of Wally World. So you have do Cron- they? Yes, I've never walked into a Walmart. 
I I rarely do either, but I mean, I'm aware I'm I'm aware of them. We've ne- wait, you've never walked into a Walmart? No. The in first, your life? The first time I ever walked into a Costco was when I got married. Okay. The first time I ever walked into a Target is when you've I got married. You've never like walked into a Walmart because no. they happen to be the nearest thing. No. That's pretty wild. No. I mean, they're they're freaking everywhere. Never walked into one. Okay. Well, anyway. I, I never so walked Cronky into a Costco. Did you ever go to Costco before you were married? Yes. Before you were Well, how many rolls of toilet paper did you need as a single guy? Um, and 75 pounds of shrimp and an armoire? You know, I had I actually grew up before I had the single small apartment life. When I was mm-hmm. single, I did not need two 64-ounce bottles of ketchup when I was single. If you know there, if look, I'll say, like, I buy toilet paper at Costco. I buy my allergy, my Zyrtec, my allergy pills at Costco. Why? Because they sell the 365-pill bottle at an insanely well, low Well, you do price. now because you're married, but you did before is what you're saying. Yes, yeah. I, 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 also, never, I never I walked into Costco. Costco. I know, there's another thing What's about that? I love Costco. Yeah, well, I love it now. Costco. You go there for dinner. That's the thing. It's like the Eat best. The, the best. Cheap, You've had enough. The best cheap meal that you can have. Right. Is Costco, and if you're single, like a, the hot dogs apparently are great. You see, I never, I never did this when I was single, but I always had the idea to go to see, like in my in my dating years way back, I always wanted to say, okay, let's go for the ultimate cheap date here going to go to Costco, we're going to graze on the samples and eat at the food court. Right. I'm guessing there probably wouldn't have been a second date. But you never know. I mean, the girl might have appreciated the iron, the kind of the irony of it all, right? I'll take you the other direction. When I was single, and this is many, many years ago, before I got married, a girl said to me, take me to an expensive dinner. I said, how about if I take you to the airport? I'll spend a fortune there. Hey, I had, I had a co-worker at ESPN True. back in the day who always right? took his first dates to Arby's. What? Yeah, so always... Loved Arby's. That was a that was a relationship test for him. A relationship viability going test. Going to Arby's was taking his first dates to Arby's, and That's I asked. Pathetic. And so I asked him, "Do you have many second dates?" Yeah. And he said, "No." And I'm like, "Wonder I why?" Wonder why? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. <laughs> anyway, I, I suppose, well, maybe a lot of first dates will be in Cronkyville. Excuse the pun. The- excuse the pun, mm-hmm. but um, you don't need to take her to Arby's if you want eventually the date to wind up. Being, we have the meats. Oh, thank you. Oh, anyway, thank you. I was hoping you would have that ready. But yeah, you. The, the thing. By the way, they have chicken nuggets now, don't they? Like a chicken sandwich. I think so. At, at Arby's, they, they got gyros. They got all kinds. Gyros. They, yeah. they have what? They have a fish sandwich, although they sometimes refer to it as ocean meat. Th- fish. That, that's like meat. Long John Silver serving hamburgers. I suppose they do. Danny, how many times have you gone to Costco where the sample guy or the sample lady has looked at you and said, I think you've had enough? They always offer me more because I'm thin. Oh, I'm, they're I'm a to- trim guy. So they, yeah, they're like, it's like a lot of grandmas over there and they're like, you need to eat more. So they give me more. Mace, more how many times has the sample person looked at you and said, come on, save some for everybody else? Never. Never? Because I only have one. I think I don't. I think they have enough there. They sell in bulk. That's I why do, they can give out as many samples as they want. I don't believe in abusing the sample privileges. You know what I do? I buy one of those camping chairs. Obviously, there are two of them for like ten bucks, and I just park one right next to the the DiGiorno pizza lady. By the way, did you know Long John Silver's has chicken? Really? Yes, you can get a two piece chicken combo. 
at Long John Silver's. I don't go to fast food. Do you go to fast food restaurants much? I mean, it's a cheap meal sometimes. I, I like the uh, I like the Beyond Taco and the Shrimp Burrito over at uh, Del Taco. I've never been to a Del Taco. Del, Del Taco is above average fast food. Is it? Yes. Danny, do you spend much time at fast food restaurants? No, I usually go to the drive-thru, so I don't spend any time there. Well, no, but you okay, go to the- Okay, smartass. You, you know to, exactly yeah. what I mean. Yeah. What is wrong? Yeah, I eat, a, I eat at fast food maybe like once a week. It's not- Once it's, or twice a week. It's not fast food. It's good food fast. It is. No, it's good food quickly. Uh, <laughs> uh, remember on Seinfeld when uh, they had the Kevin, Kenny Rogers Roasters episode? That's what, right. Yeah, not fast food. Good food quickly. Right. Well, yeah, well they, they stole it. They stole that from coming to America. Yeah. Because that's what they said. That was at McDowell's. McDowell's is not fast food. It's good food fast. Because they, they have the Big Mick. That's where you don't have the Big Which Mac. We have the Big Mac. Because it right? doesn't have the sesame seed bun. Right. Yes. Right. Anyway. But uh, yeah, Del Taco, uh, <laughs> In-N-Out is as, probably In-N-Out is as good a, a sub $10 Been there meal twice in my life. Anywhere. Twice. And I was forced to go there one time by Dave Willie. When we were Dave Willie is an in, and Dave and I are in and out enthusiasts. Well, I, I was we, we've was, had many Dave and I have had many conversations. Rhapsodizing well, I was forced to go there because mm-hmm. we worked together at Fox Thirty One when I was when I was you know traveling to the Broncos. So was he. And whenever we went to California, even if there was the potential of us missing a Broncos game, he would still have to stop at In and Out. If there was a potential of us missing a live shot, he would still try and squeeze in a trip to In and Out. You actually party. just put a question in my mind that I, I that I'll probably ask Dave next time I, I, I see him. And it is this now that In and Out is here, is there less allure to eat when you're on the road? Because I have I would think so. I personally have a belief that when I'm traveling Right. It's a treat. I don't want to eat something that I can get back here. Yeah. Right. Well, in and out burger is a treat because it's not here. But now that you can get it here, yes, you you probably you're probably not potentially missing a live shot or a game to go to in and out burger. Right. And and I, but the thing is, like, there are some, like, there. The other thing is, when you travel in sports, you know that there's an in and out near LAX, and there's an in and out near McCarran Airport in Vegas. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And depending on what part of San Diego, if you're coming from, like, if you're staying up in La Jolla, there's an in and out. On the way to I gotta tell you, the fact the that you know this Diego. is really, really weird. There's an in and out at wow, the airport. You're like, you're like a GPS no. for this. There's an in and out at the I airport hotel exit in San Francisco. Have you down, to this in um in Burlingame, South of San Francisco by the airport. Listen to you. What? The fact that you know this worries me. You know where every in and out burger is near an airport? Yes. What does I, that tell me about your ha- fast food habits? Not great. Apparently. But, but before they had in and out here, this was kind of part of my habit. For example, Where are they in town? You probably know. Uh, there's one off of County Line Road. Look at you. And there's one up in Aurora, I believe. Is it on Alameda or Mississippi? It's right by Aurora Mall. Off of, I believe uh, it's Alameda. Th- thank you, Danny. Yeah. This fast food restaurant has you by the throat. Well, it's just it became a habit of mine over the years. Like I, it still is. I've been I've been to In and Out in uh, you got problems in Napa. Oh, you got problems. San Francisco, Fisherman's Wharf. I've been to the one by SFO Airport. I don't want to know. I've been anymore. to one in. Stop. Uh, I've been to. I, I don't want to know how much fast one food in you Hayward, eat. California. Wow, I've Danny, been to what do we have coming up? LAX, on a couple in San Diego. What is wrong with the you? one in Tempe, Arizona? A couple in Las Vegas. Oh, I've never been to one in Texas though. I got a one word for you. But Bro- I go to Whataburger down there. I've, I've one word for you. Broccoli. <laughs> what do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? 
NHL and NBA playoffs it. rolling on this evening. Four games across the NHL and two in the conference semifinals in the NBA. We'll talk about those games next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. If you can believe it, the fast food conversation continued into the break. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, NHL playoffs day two of round one game ones tonight. Pittsburgh at the New York Rangers, 5 o'clock on ESPN. The Capitals at Panthers, 5.30 p.m. on ESPN2. Preds and Avs, 7.30 on ESPN. And then the Stars at the Flames, 8 o'clock on ESPN2. Which of those eight teams playing tonight is carrying the most momentum into the playoffs? Oh, the most momentum. Well, Danny always has this habit of like setting it up but then throwing a curveball like that. Wow. As far as the question he's going to ask. I haven't been following each of these eight teams to know what kind of streak they are on. So my answer is Del Taco. Oh, my gosh. Come on. Mace, you're trying. See, it's hard to look up eight teams on your computer, isn't it? I I really... I honestly don't know how to answer that because I, I can't because I'm to sound like a fool because I'm sure it's one team. I don't know honestly all eight teams how they're riding into the play. Well, if you can couldn't follow all eight teams, then I would guess that the average person couldn't either. So you could throw out any one of these. Teams I mean, I think uh, I'll on, go with the Islanders. Honestly, like okay. yeah, because like they're not in the playoffs. <laughs> I know that. Um, I mean, if I wasn't even going to be honest, the thing is, like to me, the team that actually, even though. The Avs beat them. I thought the team that had the most momentum going into the postseason overall was St. Louis. And they looked like a team with a lot of momentum sure last night in against the Wild. I mean, you know, okay, the I way get- that series started, at first you might have said, well, I mean, it'd be great if the Blues could take out the Wild. If the Blues are playing like that and they play the Avs, they're going to give them a fight. Okay, you know what? I can't answer it okay. because I just found a cheat sheet. And how to answer that question. What, the uh, standings with the winning streaks? Oh, shoot. Ah, yeah. But that's not purely it. I mean, like, the Blues don't have a long winning streak because the Avs beat them. Well, the, the hottest team going into the playoffs were the uh, playoffs were the Carolina Hurricanes. They had won eight of their last ten. So that was the hottest team going in. The Rangers are six and four. The, um, the Penguins are five, four, and one. How's it? Uh, Calgary is 6-2-2. Did I say it correctly? Calgary? The Calgary organization? 
that was going to be my uh, my my thought was the, the Flames were pretty hot at the end of the year. Yeah. The Kale Gary Flames. Flames. I mean, you're, you're, new, if, if you're going to, how would that logo if, look? If you're going to the phlegm instead instead of the C with they'd flame, have green jerseys. Yeah, and and the C and the C would actually be an open mouth spitting out the phlegm. I got a question for you. What what do you call an ice skater that's green and white? Get ready for the rim shot. What do you call an ice skater that's green and white? A 1986 Hartford Whaler. Peggy Fleming. What do you call something that's green and white that tells jokes? Uh, a comedian wearing a whaler sweater. Don Snots. Oh. That was Mountain oh, High Appliance, just God. in case you missed it. I, I like myself a dad joke, but even I wouldn't try No, those, those are old jokes. Uh, I mean, I knew that when I was a kid. We I all mean, got a big kick out of that. Don Snots? Don Snots. What do you call a guy with no arms and no legs that sits on your doorstep? I don't know. What do you Matt. What do you call a guy with no arms and no legs who sits in the water? Bob. Bob. Uh, there you go. And I could wow. go on with the yo mama jokes all day, but I won't. How about we get into the, do we need to, to uh, get into the, uh, uh, the Q1 series of knock knock jokes? What do you call, what do you call a gal, a gal with one leg who stands by a wall? I don't know. What do you call? Eileen. Knock, knock. Who's there? Juwan. Juwan who? Do you want to tell us what we're talking about in the next segment? Yes, but after this joke, I have a knock, <laughs> knock joke for you. Okay. You ready? Yes. You start. No, I know where this is going if I start. Danny, you start. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. He waited too long, and Cal walked away. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're ready to be a father. Please don't, <laughs> please don't procreate. Please. Oh, please come on. Please have dat snipped. Oh, come on. That was Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. This show has gone off the rails. Don't tell Danny that. That's mean. <laughs> He's laughing. I think it's pretty funny. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the best part about Mountain High Appliance, besides great pricing, is their sales staff can really help you find something to fit your budget. Uh, they listen to what you need, and they get you what you need. You go to a big box store, somebody who's selling you a refrigerator is going to be the same person selling you an LED television, and that is not customer service. Go to Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break... You want to go? Want to let everybody know what we're doing, or you got to look it up? I'll, I'll tell everybody. I had to. I had to look it up, but I, that's why I said. I'll, hey, I'll, I'll say it. Do, do you want to tell them? Do you want to tell them? Sure. Yeah, that's, that's okay. The power Q1 rankings. Series of knock knock jokes. Power rankings are out. If you can believe it, and it's May in the NFL, and two major websites have the Broncos at the same number. What number is that? That's nice.